This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Ortho Joe Show, a joint production of the Journal of Bone and Joint Surgery and Ortho Evidence. In our world, orthopedic research is king, and current topics from our respective publications are analyzed weekly. Here is Mohit Bhandari from Ortho Evidence and Mark Swinkowski from the Journal of Bone and Joint Surgery. Well, good morning, Mo. I know you're traveling, and I, I, I know you're in some other province besides Ontario today. Uh, and uh, I'm traveling. I'm at the Journal office, thus my fancy Ortho Joe background. But here in the office, I do have the mug, which you may not have uh, because you're traveling, unless you no. packed it. Yes, I have. I have a tried and true brand, but I'm not going to mention it online because I get no royalties from this company, Mark. That's why. So I'm just going to say, but it is, it is, it is, it is some sort of caffeinated beverage in my head for sure. Yeah, that's good. Lord knows we we need it. There was a little bit of snow here in Boston. It's kind of uh, I find it entertaining to hear the Massachusetts people whining about three inches of snow when in the state of Minnesota <laughs> we've surpassed our annual total in the first week wow. in January. So I'm doing core body strengthening regularly in the form of shoveling. <laughs> so it's all good. Well, we have we have a, a storm front. I guess it's a polar vortex we're hearing coming through Canada with uh, 20 centimeters of snow uh, expected in the next couple of days. So my hope right now is not to get stranded in an airport. That's my yeah. only focus is not to get stranded in an airport. So I'm, we're looking at the weather and looking at flights. Well, let, let me tell I, you, you have no control. In case you haven't figured that out. No, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think the idea that there's flights that I can't do something makes me feel I have control, but you're right. I'm pretty well going to succumb to whatever nature decides to do. In the exactly next right. And whatever Air Canada <laughs> does, precisely. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So so this is uh, one of our uh, what's on your mind kind of uh, episodes of Ortho Joe. And uh, speaking of being mellow in an airport, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go first since I uh, you have, oh, you have the, the, the awesome. 12 attributes and you've got one yeah. gonna, that I know nothing about what you're going to say. Uh, let's just be okay, clear cool. to the audience that this will be a complete surprise to me. So go, go okay, ahead. Okay, so um, every year, yeah, every year, kind of at the beginning of the year at Ortho Evidence, we put out an insight, um, which is really last year was the 12 um, habits towards excellence. And we you know, covered a whole bunch of habits and you know, things that you would, I'm sure, endorse like scheduled time primarily for yourself, uh, get to places early. In fact, I had an experience last night where, you know, I got to um, one of one of the talks early, another uh, surgeon came in and we actually had a really great discussion and I would never have the opportunity to have that one-on-one -on -one had we just all yeah. joined and congregated as a group. So it made a lot of sense. Be present, yeah. an, you yeah. know, another big one, uh, quality relationships over quantity, probably more mm -hmm. relevant now than ever. Um, focus and, you know, a host of things. But this year we thought we would survey the orthopedic community, the OE community, and we asked them, and I'm going to get your take on for you. I'm going to get you to answer the survey right here, and then I'll tell you kind of what how things panned out. Okay. Um, but we asked in 2023, 
Uh, what's the most important habit and or attribute that you want to cultivate in 2023? We asking, you know, we had about maybe 200 and some odd responses um, to that uh, to that particular question, and we we gave a couple of options because we you know because we wanted to add one that hadn't been added. One was uh, I want to uh, be more humble, so you know, exercise humility. I want to be more kind or exercise kindness, or I want to be more focused in the context of setting a vision and having a vision in 2023. So how would you answer that one, Mark? Hmm. I, I guess that, uh, and I'm not, I'm not sure what, what the format of the survey is, whether you allow a uh, kind of modification, but uh, it's not quite kindness. It's uh, being more cognizant of everybody on the team, from the people that room the patient uh, uh, to the people uh, that are taking the images, et cetera, and getting connected more with all the members on the team rather than just a few select. That, so, so I think that's kind of kindness, right? Well, yeah, I will tell you that you and 55% of our orthopedic community felt exactly the same. It was the most, um, I guess, common um, hope or an attribute that I think in 2023 we're trying to develop and, and actually gets to a, a really, a, it, it's a bit of a statement, isn't it, about, you know, what's happening and how we're all feeling um, and how I think the very, the very fundamental point of, you know, uh, be kind and some of the contents we, we, got, we got back was being kind to others is one thing, but we also have to be kind to ourselves in the context of making sure that you do all the other 12 habits, make sure you take time for yourself um, and make sure um, in a world right now, especially in social media for, you know, for a, for a generation of, of uh, individuals growing up only in social media, um, the internet's a weird and wonderful place. You know, here we are chatting about it. And, you know, you and I, mm -hmm. when we first met, you know, I wouldn't have believed that we'd be, you know, spending a lot of our time, um, you know, communicating through, you know, a podcast format. Right. But the truth of the matter is, I think we're seeing um, tons of issues around perceptions that everyone's life is better than mine. And uh, just because of the way algorithms seem to work on social media. And I think um, it's a pervasive, you know, it was a dominant win. Interesting, uh, you know, being, uh, having humility, smaller number of folks, um, even setting a vision, smaller number of folks, but uh, yeah, so we added kindness this year. And so to our community, we are uh, urging uh, that we take time and uh, exactly the kind of things that you talk about, uh, Mark, which is, you know, taking those moments, being present, I think. I mean, I think it means something unique to every to each and every one of us, um, yeah. but we're not alone. So yeah, absolutely. Kindness was the word. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we don't have an indefinite time uh, here on this earth or an indefinite time in the positions we enjoy either. So it's kind of make the most of it. And I'm, I've been editing a lot of obituaries these days for the journal. And uh, it's just a reminder that, you know, even people as influential as Mo Bandari someday may not be as influential. So as the great philosopher well, Wayne know. Campbell from Wayne's World stated, <laughs> or it might've been Garth Algar, I can't remember which character, but it would live in the now uh, was, the, was the, the advice from the, the great philosopher. <laughs> uh, Absolutely, absolutely.
Yeah, for me, for, for me, I mean, there's so many lines from Wayne's World, but I, I, I will dig, I won't digress and waste everyone's time hearing about Wayne's World um, stuff. But anyways, no, I, I, I think it's, I think it's a fundamental thing. I mean, I think most of us at some point get to a point, right, uh, where you, where you stop planning for the future and you start planning for the day. And I think a lot of um, folks now are saying, if you take care of your day, future will take care of itself. But I think sometimes, you know. I, I'm in that exact mindset where I've seen yeah. um, so many of uh, some of my mentors, some of the individuals who are, you know, the, the more senior surgeons when I was training, they would always talk about, well, when I retire, you know, the yeah. R word, yeah. I'm going to go on and, you know, and live the life that, that, that I was thinking, why not just try to live it now? You know, I always have that thing, but, you know, it was never, well, it's about then. Um, and then, you can't predict what's going to happen in the future, as you know. Okay. So really, it's about trying to develop these habits and maybe uh, add kindness to it, right? So, yeah. and it's a it's a good. good reminder every year to start thinking about. It. And hopefully, we can, you know, uh, stay grounded in that. Wonderful message, and uh, and I think your issue of prioritization speaks to how you're putting all this effort in becoming a a, a single digit handicapper in golf, which I commend <laughs> your efforts in that regard. Uh, I well. could. I, you're well, close. I, I can well, tell I will, the audience that. Uh, well, oh, I will tell you right now that the more I try to get better, the worse my score gets. And so it's almost like it's all up up here in the noggin. I've got to figure out a way to just relax. Right. It's like Yogi, That's it. Yogi Berra said, half of this game is three-fourths mental. So just don't ever forget <laughs> that. All right. So um, that's the news from OE and the news from JBJS. And I've selected a... Uh, a manuscript uh, from the January 18th uh, issue, uh, which which uh, I think is a is a real important step forward. Uh, it's uh, oh, I can it's on the treatment of metacarpal shaft fractures. And my reason for bringing this up uh, to the audience is I, I think this is a wonderful start uh, in uh, what I hope would be a series of investigations on common hand injuries. I think this is an area where we could use better evidence. Uh, and there's lots of uh, personal opinions, some implants, uh, surgical approaches, post-operative care, et cetera, for hand injuries, which are very, very common. Uh, and this is an example. So the metacarpal fractures are relatively common. Uh, and in, in the background section of this abstract, 31% of all hand fractures, metacarpal fractures, of course, most would be metacarpal neck, mostly the small finger metacarpal, but so uh, they randomized a small a cohort of patients of 42 uh, to non-surgical and surgical care, followed them for one year. They used uh, grip strength uh, as a uh, as a outcome, uh, and then also measured radiographically shortening and measured complications. And they conclude uh, in this uh, single center uh, trial uh, that when treated with unrestricted mobilization, patients with a single display spiral and or oblique finger met carpal shaft fracture have outcomes comparable to those treated surgically despite shortening. And they also did some costs and costs are substantially higher for surgical treatment and sick leave is significantly higher in the operative group. So small trial, and I, I, I know I had you look at this uh, and maybe I could get you to comment uh, on the issue of small trials and, and how this could be done perhaps in a, in a multi-center uh, format. Yeah, I, I think the first thing I would say is that um, I did I did do a 
quick search as well on mm. ortho evidence to see, you know, just what is our body of hand literature? And it is really small. Yeah. Um, in terms of the high quality work, which would be the randomized trial clinical data, mm. we see lots of stuff on the rehab side, but mm. in the surgical domain, we're not seeing a lot of trials. And the trials are often operative A versus op operative B, for example. Yeah. But most often, most said, often distal um, radius or I think the first thing point. I'd always say is you always congratulate, you, know, you congratulate. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I would say that we mostly, you know, like, first of all, I would congratulate, right? I would congratulate any author that undertakes a clinical trial. And then I'd also say, what can we learn from, uh, you know, uh, this particular trial? Well, I think, you know, um, they used uh, an interesting design, a non-inferiority design. And so the question is, you know, how close do two treatments have to be? Mm -hmm. They suggested that if you're, you know, within 85% of the grip strength, we're pretty good. Now, some might argue, you know, you, you might, you want to be closer, you know, if, if you're, if you're looking at, depending on the individual and how important that is, but from the reality, um, what, a you know, what variation is, they made a pretty good argument there. But I think the biggest challenge and the challenge we faced every time we do a trial and before we came live, Mark, we were literally somewhat uh, joking about how, you know, no matter what sample size calculation we put forth on our own work, I just say, what's the maximum number of patients we can actually recruit? Because more than likely our estimates of sample size are, you know, however we've engineered them are likely going to be off, right? Because it's the best guess. Yeah. So yeah. one might argue in this particular case that 40 patients is good that, you you know, you're able to show that you can recruit and wouldn't it be, um, wouldn't it be really great if, if, you know, larger groups, mm -hmm. networks come together to try to, uh, you know, confirm, you know, or refute, I guess, you know, the work mm -hmm. that's being done in some of these other trials. I do think it's going to start with networks. And so there mm -hmm. has to be, uh, you know, a group and a group or association deciding that we're going to lead this way um, and start that. And it starts just, just like that, right? You just need one yeah. pragmatic trial to get, you know, um, to get enough people behind it uh, to move it forward. And we've seen that happen, you know, as you know, in trauma, we've certainly seen that happen in oncology. We've seen yeah. that uh, happening, you know, in uh, total joint replacement in sports. We're starting to see it in a whole bunch of areas. And I mean, I would hope and I, and I and i'm sure there are groups you know, you know really um you know successful groups in hand surgery also doing this work but hand surgeons per se uniting to do you know important yeah. studies i think will be really important for the future couldn't agree more and that's uh one of the reasons why i wanted to talk about this to encourage that community to to do to do more multi-center trials inform these groups and really get us some higher level of evidence we can use to make treatment decisions for these very common uh, injuries. So uh, Mo, I wanna thank you for reviewing that manuscript and for um, going back to the, uh, the 13th uh, element of importance from OE uh, and uh, for plant mindfulness in your planning. But you know, I've seen your uh, postings on hacking through the ice and getting into ice water. <laughs> for five minutes. And that one, I, I just have to be really honest with you and our audience that I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant. I'm really hesitant to, to follow your lead. Um, so. <laughs> but you know what, you know what you got to do is you have to go down the wormhole that is Wim Hof on YouTube. And then you yeah. will see yeah. just how it, it goes from, it goes from that sounds crazy to within five minutes, I've got a pickaxe and thinking, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, right? And then you're in the water thinking, hey, has it been like a minute? And it's been literally 10 seconds. It's been literally 10 seconds. Um, but anyways.
Well, I'm going to have to work up the courage. Um, I'm I'll sure that there have to there have to be. In fact, we should get. There's got to be folks uh, who are listening who are using you know cold water uh, ice yeah. bath uh, treatment. Well, I'm There's sure of it. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure of it. But the, in your video, the ice you're hacking through was like inches. Yeah. You know, it's feet oh, no, it's, where I live. Yeah, yeah, so. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's 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 significant. I mean, part of that. Part of that is just distracting me from being in the water. Like, because if you're sitting in the water, it's cold. It's really <laughs> cold. And I don't have the mental fortitude to stay in too long. But anyways, all right. it's all good. It's all good. Well, go have a dip when you get home and uh, finish your cup of joe. I will. Great I chatting will. as you always. Too. Right. Take care, Mo. Nice, nice talk. Bye. Bye-bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.